and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we'll be talking about hosting game night. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. And I'm Kitty. Hosting game night can be a stressful thought, but tonight we will discuss hopefully helpful tips and tricks to help you structure your game night so everyone has a great time, we hope. But first, as always, thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gift of Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. And a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. It's weird to read this when Chris should be saying it. Yeah, so I guess that can be our banter. I didn't fill in here because I did the show notes poorly, as no one who's listening at home will know but our live audience <laughs> knows. Well, things uh, go yeah, off the no rail Chris here. when Chris is not in the building. Chris isn't here, and we are, you know, wildly off track. But, you know, we're, we're here. We did it. We did it, and uh, we yeah. didn't even need Chris's help, mostly. He probably will still edit I this mean, episode. <laughs> I was going to say, he's still doing the editing and posting, because yeah. I'm going to bed after this. So <laughs> Last time I did the... So we've done this once before. I think this is the second just Fletcher and Kitty episode. Yep. And... I did the editing on that one, and I like just left all of the sounds at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, Chris is doing the editing and posting, so hopefully that didn't happen this time. Well, if it does, you can blame him. Did you do anything fun this weekend? Yeah, so not to... Or is that going to take us right on topic? <laughs> yeah, it's going to take us right on topic. So what did you do this weekend? Um, This weekend, what did I do? Not very much. I don't do very much anymore these days because I'm like not technically on bed rest, but pretty much on bed rest. So like the big activity, um, I did drive down to my mom's house and we had family dinner there, but it didn't feel that exciting because all I did was like sit on a different couch for a couple hours. <laughs> so you just like that, that gif of like the puppy on its back that like can't roll over. Yes, <laughs> that is very much what I look like. Um, it takes... <laughs> A concentrated effort to like roll over in my sleep. I have to wake all the way up to move from one side to the other. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like a little turtle that can't get off my back, but I'm not actually allowed to lie on my back. So <laughs> I am stuck side. on my side. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last weekend, or I guess this weekend, I don't know, last weekend, um, Carmen and I hosted game night which is how I came up with this topic. I was like, I don't know. We could talk about hosting game night because I just went through this. And, uh, you know, there's some pointers and stuff that we could probably point out and things that I would do slightly differently. Um, not that I haven't I ever do done this before, but <laughs> <laughs> top of mind. Yeah, we we did have an episode like this where I believe um, Josh was still one of our hosts, but he was out of town. So my sister filled in and none of us had children. So it's probably time for a revisit since player three is now five years old, which is probably. wild that we've been doing this podcast this long. So, so it was <laughs> yeah. pre me it's, joining it's the due. podcast, obviously. Yes. Pre you joining the podcast. Um, so I'm excited to hear some of your insights on hosting a game night because Chris is like, I don't know, unable to not host a game limit <laughs> he's unable to like limit how he's like oh if i'm hosting a game night i'm going to invite every single person i know to this game night and it becomes like a weekend long like essentially con where he has like 30 people over in his house and it's yes. always way too much 
So I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna talk about reasonable game nights this time. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> how many people did you have for game night? So we had six people uh, total, right? Like two other couples, and then Carmen and I. Mm-hmm. And we invited eight people. One was mm-hmm. sick, and the other one couldn't show because they were working late. But um, Carmen did the inviting, which is, I think, the first point I want to talk about is like she invited <laughs> eight people, and and I said like, um, I don't think we have any eight player games. Mm-hmm. So quickly going through my board game collection, I have essentially you know three party games that can support mm-hmm. eight eight people. I have like sushi <laughs> go pa- sushi go party, one night ultimate werewolf. Um, you know, I guess Cards Against Humanity, and then um, you know a couple other games like in that uh, in that same vein. There's one that's called Ella mm-hmm. Minis, which is like kind of like a rock paper scissors kind of game that is like it's like Uno, where it's like however many people you want to play as long as there's cards, like you could just stuff more people in. Yep. So I was like a little bit of a head scratcher. I was like, hmm. she's like, really? I'm like, most games only support like two to four, sometimes two to six people. Yeah, I'd say two to six is a pretty pretty normal player count. But I have oh. heard like people who have consistent six player game nights have a hard time finding a good variety of games even. So like three to five seems to be kind spot. of the best number of people. But like it's hard because then it doesn't necessarily like feel like a party. So like there's know, always the question of like, people. do you just right? Do you wanna like have game night or do you wanna like entertain a bunch of people and like are we all gonna play the same game or are we gonna like split into two tables right in and which if you're case doing, like, like you a- have eight people and then it's like all right you can have two four player <laughs> games assuming you have two tables mm-hmm. and eight chairs yep and then you have to think about like what kind of game do you want to play so like i don't know there's so many like different angles you can start planning your game night is like do we want to start by like oh we're gonna like invite the people first or do you come up with like what game do we want to play because i feel like this is what like you me and chris have been doing lately with our like gaming get togethers it's like we don't like plan like we plan what we're gonna play and then we like bring the people together to play that game specifically yeah, yeah totally now, this was definitely Which is the, the other very way gamer way. <laughs> yeah, that's like the gamer way to do it is like, well, we need to play Cthulhu Death May Die, so we can only have up to five people. And like, if another person shows up, we're going to kick Sydney out of the game to do childcare while the rest <laughs> of us play. <laughs> and also, everybody needs to be kind of more of a hardcore gamer to understand like what to do or just be okay with it. Yeah. So I think, like, setting the tone as the host of, like, you know, like, we have to, like, know Know this is going to be casual. Know your your audience. (laughs) Yes. This is going to be, like, focused on the game or it's going to be just fun. Like, and that's so many game nights I go to. It's like there's all these intentions. They bring out all these, like, we're going to split into two groups and play these two different, like, board game games and no one ever does, and it just always devolves into, like, we're going to sit in a big group and play a party game. And there's nothing wrong with being a big group that just plays a party game. But, like, it's only when there's, like, one person who's really into, like, but I wanted to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Chris. It's Chris is always that person who's like, I don't want to play a party game. I want to play a real game. <laughs> I want to play a real game. Yeah. If you make me play Cards Against Humanity, I'm leaving. Or Werewolf. <laughs> 
Chris used to love Werewolf, though. I know. Yeah. And he used to make us play um, Resistance all the time. Did you ever have to play Resistance? No. I think he was over it by the time you joined <laughs> us. Over this um, game. He found new, better games than social deduction games. Um, because I do think that a lot of the like party games that people really enjoy end up being social deduction games. And everyone always ends up mad at someone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or you just do the thing where it's like, uh, you know, you play charades, telestrations, taboo, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like that. We briefly oh, talked I forgot. about... Go ahead. We did play charades this weekend, me and my family. <laughs> so it was just me and Spencer and the kids. <laughs> my daughter is like about to turn three. She'll be three next month. <laughs> Trying to get her to play charades was so much fun. And we have... It's like the one in Bluey where it has the pictures on it. So she can like look at the picture and act out the picture. <laughs> and she does <laughs> the same. She does the same thing for everything. She does this little like hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a horse. It was a lion. And it was playing the piano. And to be fair, like it's not a bad clue for any of those things but she just kept doing it and then she was having a very hard time not just telling us what it was but it was very cute and it was really fun and yeah highly recommend getting the the picture charades cards for anyone who has like three to five year olds because they're hilarious although i did have to spend like 10 minutes being an astronaut because nobody would guess it and that was awful um that's hilarious. But that derailed that derailed our board game night conversation. <laughs> Got too distracted. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't remember what I did. <laughs> Hosted game night with my family. Mm-hmm. So uh, hosting game night. <laughs> Back on topic. Um, yeah. Do did you guys have food at your party? We did. We ordered pizza. And did everyone like take a thirty to like. 30 minute to one hour long break to just eat pizza and not play games? Or did you keep eating pizza while you played games? So we pretty much set it up. So in the beginning, people were just like talking and hanging out and the pizza was there. So people Mm. could just like eat pizza um, in the beginning. Um, When we started playing games, no one was really eating food, though we still had more pizza. And like occasionally someone would get up and like get another slice. But it wasn't like everyone's eating around the table while playing mm-hmm. which i think is probably a little bit better of doing it if you can kind of arrange it that way um that way you don't have yeah, all this food like strewn about the table that you're trying to play games on yeah i think definitely ha- like serving a meal either like right before or like at the end of playing games is the best way to do it because whenever you have to like stop what you're doing to eat it always like you never really get back into that same flow of like, if everyone was playing games, then we stop to eat. That's when it turns into like, and now we're just going to play charades for the next two hours. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but you know, if you feel like you're being rushed, because like, oh no, I have to like take my turn real quick because the food's here and I've got to like finish up. It always feels very stressful to me, but I'm very easily stressed. So I think also you might want to, if you're going to eat, I don't know why we're talking about all this food, but like if you're going to eat, like maybe something that is uh, kind of like a hands-on food, like a sandwich or a pizza or something like that. 
Um, if you need to break out a knife and fork for a salad or <laughs> spaghetti bolognese or something like that, it might be difficult because you're constantly doing multiple things and being occupied. You run the risk of like getting game components like messy or ruined also. Yes. If you're trying to eat <clears throat> and play, that's always very risky. So, yeah. Um, I recommend, I think we even talked about this in our last episode, it was like dry snacks. Chris had like a list of like <laughs> dry snacks you're allowed to eat, like pretzels. <laughs> Not soft pretzels, though, only hard pretzels. Only the hard pretzels. <laughs> Unsalted peanuts. Like <laughs> food, food no one likes to eat. <laughs> Things that they give you on airplanes. <laughs> Get the... The, but not the, the snack oil. mix that has like the cheese powder on it. Nothing with cheese powder. <laughs> right. No, I'm talking about like the Triscuit like snack pack or like the 70 calorie <laughs> snack pack of like chocolate, <laughs> weird chocolate cracker things. Those weird chocolate cracker things are like, like the Oreo thins. They're just yeah. so weird. They are weird. <laughs> Dislike. <laughs> um. So any other tips, tricks you picked up from your game night? I mean, this didn't really affect us, but obviously, like, plan for your space, right? If you're if you're mm-hmm. thinking that you're going to have multiple, you know, groups going on, like, make sure that there's probably, you know, chairs or places to sit and enough horizontal surfaces that will accommodate everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to game nights before where if you have multiple games going on, those games might not ever merge again. Like, those people yeah. might always just be in those same groups because when one finishes... They're like, oh, they're still going. Well, we'll play something else or we'll just play it again. And then the other group will finish. And then they get, they have the same dilemma. Yeah. So this is where like filler games can come in and be really helpful. So if you're, if you have like planned out, like we're going to swap at this kind of time, um, it can help if one table finishes up early to have those kind of games that only take like 10 to 15 minutes that they can play a couple of those games um things like you can play a couple of hands of the crew or um hanabi is that the one where the cards face away from you yes Mm -hmm. yeah games like that where yeah it's so loosely themed that i never remember it's supposed to be fireworks (laughs) (laughs) but having a lot of those like lighter weight games that can kind of I guess they don't have to be lighter weight but like faster play games games that only take like 10 to 20 minutes to play if you really are dedicated to we're gonna swap around at some point um but I don't know I I think I've just become like older and um apparently Hanabi means firework in Japanese so I should really be able to remember that but that makes sense (laughs) who knew one of our listeners. Thank you. Thank you, chat, for educating <laughs> us. <laughs> um, you can also do the team thing where you have, you know, double up people and they're on, you know, mm-hmm. a team. If it's a you know five-player game, you have six people, just double up. So we didn't actually end up doing it, but one of our guests brought over Wingspan, mm-hmm. which is a five-person game, and there were six people. And we thought, like, oh, well, like, you know, Carmen and I can just double up and we'll we'll play on the same team. Um we never actually ended up playing Wingspan, but uh, you know, it's something you can do if you're just like one person shy. I, in my, um, I don't know, old age is the right term, or just like 
I've always been old and grumpy. Um, but I have like much more limited time to like play games now. So like if I'm like sitting down for a game night, I'm like, I'm gonna play the game that I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so like I feel like I plan everything like with a game in mind. So like I'm like, I really want to play Cascadia. So I am going to invite only a number of people who can sit down and play Cascadia. And when everyone walks in the door, Cascadia is going to be on the table and it is set up. And you go, go sit in your spot. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Um, and I, <laughs> I've i become like a game night dictator, which I don't know if that makes anything fun. But Eat now but or you're going to eat in my one way. hour. <laughs> um, but I think it's really good to set the expectations. Like, that's my vision of this game night is... I want to play this game and I'm inviting you guys over to play this game with me. And I think when everyone kind of like shows up with their own games and their own expectations, um, there can be conflict, especially if it's not something that happens regularly. If like, this is a regular game night, like, Oh, every week we get together on Thursdays and play, you know, eventually you're going to get your turn in the rotation to like pick the game and do that. But like, you know, if we're right. doing this once every six months, once a year, you know, I feel like it's it can be really high pressure of like, we're going to play my game. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to sit down, shut up and play Terraforming Mars. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to that party. <laughs> <laughs> Steve can have my spot. Um, another thing to make sure is like if you're hosting the game, obviously be able to explain it quickly. <laughs> To everybody else, because assume that no one else has played this game. So know the rules ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, be prepared to like teach the game or, you know, if you know your crowd, you know, like, oh, yeah, we've played this before. Um, so me and Spencer and Chris and Sydney like get together um, most Wednesdays to play. Game. We haven't in a while because I'm a potato these days. <laughs> but we had been <laughs> getting together like weekly, just the four of us to play games you know at first there was a lot of like well we have to make sure because um spencer and chris had this dynamic where for a long time spencer would show up at chris's house and chris would be like i've set up this game you've never heard of and we're going to play it one time and never again and i know all the rules and it's going to be really hard and confusing for you to pick up on and i will have won by the time you understand what's happening (laughs) that's like every time with chris (laughs) and so spencer (laughs) It is. It can be. He's getting better. But um, because we were so Spence, like Chris was like, oh, no, I can't like lose Spencer because Spencer complained about this vocally a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So Chris was like, for a while, we were like only playing games that Chris was certain Spencer already knew how to play. But now Spencer's like, well, you know, we play these games a few times in a row. So I'm fine with learning something as long as I know we're going to play it you know, for the next couple weeks or even just in a couple weeks, I can pick up these rules and I don't feel like, you know, stressed all the time. You know, maybe right. I'll lose tonight, but three times from now, I'll figure it out and do better. I have a fighting chance. <laughs> yeah. So there is that like reassurance of like, this isn't going to be the only time we get together and do this. You'll, you can do more complicated and varied things where you're learning on the fly i think it's it's hard especially when you're mixing like gamers and non-gamers the like learning curve you have to really take into account like how much am i asking of my guests to learn this game 
Right. You set up Toilet Imperium. You're like, all right, settle down. (laughs) This isn't the game you want, but it's the game we're playing. Did I mention you're going to be here until at least 2 a.m.? And you might have to come back tomorrow morning to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Not only do we have food, we have beds. Right. And, you know, my friend Amy, like, this is her game group. They all show up expecting to play Twilight Imperium. And they know that. And it's great for them. I will never, never. (laughs) (laughs) Especially not with people who do it on a regular basis. Who are like, if you know, you're playing with a group of people who play Twilight Imperium all the time. I'm not going to have fun. (laughs) But I guess you got to start somewhere. Maybe someday. But right now, nope. Just a potato. Yeah. I mean, it it goes back to know your your guests. Know know your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know. I like the idea of hosting game night, except I moved to the middle of nowhere. Um, (laughs) But I didn't do it that often i don't know i've really been enjoying virtual game night so that's another alternative you can do is me and because obviously me and spencer and chris and sydney live like an hour and 15 minutes apart from each other and we both have children so our game nights have become all on bga and virtual and we all hop on zoom and then we have our own bga screens going and we don't actually set up the games as real time because then it counts you down and it's stressful but you know even <laughs> if you set it up on vga is turn-based you know and you're sitting on zoom everyone's taking their turns together and there are certain games that work really well for that and certain games that do not but we've really had a fun time kind of exploring through we played all of the crew both versions um and then we played a bunch of viticulture then we were playing beyond the sun then chris made us play some weird game i can't remember the name of um but it's much less stress and work than hosting in a physical sense to get together but it still has like the same vibes and we still have some of the same downfalls where sometimes we all get on and like spencer and chris start talking like i don't know work and me and sydney start talking kids separately (laughs) from chris and spencer talking about work and then you know 45 minutes and we're like oh yeah we were gonna play a game and we end up just playing like a quick party game we played just one or stella and it's it happens and it's good it's still fun i mean half the point of game night is to have fun i mean i guess that's the whole point but like just to chat and have fun i don't know the other part is also to win to dominate all your (laughs) friends and show your superiority in front of your peers (laughs) that's why i don't host game night really it's because no one wants to play with me anymore Because if Kitty isn't winning, then uh, no one's No one's having fun. Yeah. That is definitely... I think it's not the case anymore. I did used to get very grumpy if I didn't win. But I find the more chance I have to play games, the less I care about winning and the more it's just, like, about the fun. Like, when you're only playing so often, like, there's, like, a pressure to, like, well, if I don't win now, I don't ever get to win. (laughs) I don't ever... Especially if you're playing with Chris. This could be the only Especially time I ever hear of this game. Exactly. And the more I play with other people and the more I play the same games over and over with Chris, and I feel like BGA has really slowed down his, like, I must always be playing a new game kind of fervor. Um, 
it's it's much less pressure, much more low key to just like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if I win this game of Carcassonne because somebody's going to start a new one in three days on, you know, our Discord and I can just join that and then I'll have another chance. And it'll be fine. And sometimes I win, but most of the time I lose and it's fine. It's right, still really you, fun. How do you deal with kids um, for game <laughs> night? I'm, look, I'm looking at you. Um, how do I deal with my kids for game night? Well, when we do virtual game night, we do it after bedtime. So everyone's asleep. And most of the time, that works for us. Um, but occasionally, it requires someone to like jump off. And the nice thing, though, about BGA is like you can be dealing with a kid and still like take your turn on your phone real quick. So oh, we just yes. keep an eye on that. Occasionally, like we've had game night where Sydney was not physically on the call anymore, but she was still playing the game with us <laughs> from upstairs, which is nice thing about BGA is you can do that. Um, in real life, it's just chaos. Um, usually one or both of us has to get a babysitter. Um, whenever we've tried to like, okay, kids, you go in the other room and watch a show while mom and dad and... Uh, Chris and Sydney play a game. All of the kids are just like underneath the table. Can I help you? Can I touch your pieces? <laughs> you know, and that's that's the ages of our kids. They're still really little. Or I but come I'm over looking forward you, to family. And you find out that you're player three's best buddy and you had no idea. And he, he does not want to go to bed. <laughs> he does not want to go to bed. He just wants to hang out with Fletcher. And <laughs> yeah. Um that is something that happened. <laughs> it was very cute. And you're cute. playing Call of... <laughs> it was very cute, but we were playing Call of Cthulhu, which is like <laughs> the least kid-friendly game ever. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to like my kids being old enough to participate in game night and like game having a game day. And, yeah. um, you know, they we can set them up playing their own game and, you know, they can go play Dragomino or orchard or whatever game it is that they enjoy and we can set them up at one table and then have an adult table in the other room and it's just like thanksgiving there's a kid's table and a grown-ups table and eventually they'll all get good enough at games that we can just intermingle all the tables and have more people to play with because that's like the point of having kids is to just raise more nerds <laughs> so yeah we're i think that's how how we're going to handle it for now is Raising Let it be nerds. chaos or get a babysitter until we can raise them into good board game playing nerds. Makes sense. Not anything mm -hmm. I've had to deal with. Mm, you have um, to deal with walking a dog in the middle of games. So That's true. <laughs> but that's usually not as big of a deal. <clears throat> um, I will say my kids have already grown out of the stage where they're most likely to eat pieces. And the dog will never grow out of that stage. So... That, that is one risk that dogs have that children don't. <laughs> That's true. Anything that falls on the floor is going to be snarfed up by a dog, maybe. Mm -hmm. Those wingspan eggs, man. I know. <laughs> they look delicious. I'm tempted to eat those things. <laughs> they do look good. <laughs> it looks like uh, Easter candy. It really does. Like those little, um, like the mints. I don't yeah. Know what they're called. Uh, they look like Valentine's mints. Those like heart mints, kind of. Oh, <laughs> we will not be eating Tide Pods or any game components, no. but I make no promises for my dog can't get to the Tide Pods, but he might eat a game component here and there. Luckily, he's a big dog. So they just pass right on through. Um, All right. Any last things before we bring it home? Anything else that we should bring up? Um, I think the most important thing about hosting a game night 
is to relax and not stress about it because nothing is less fun than having somebody yelling at everyone that they should be having more fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is Monopoly. It's game night. Um, Yeah. So that's my only don't don't flip tables. Be chill. And if everyone decides that they just want to play cards against humanity, let them play cards against humanity. And then next time you can host game night. (laughs) And you can invite only three people who have agreed they've signed the contract and waivers that they will only play Cascadia with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Any last advice from you? I don't think so. That's all I got. Bring us home. All right. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. We have a Discord. You can join us there to continue the conversation and be part of our live recordings. It's also where you'll find an endless stream of games you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are in the show notes, or you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out more. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games. Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil Jilljam, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gildstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Krista Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. And thank you to anyone who has ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, past, present, and future. If you'd like to go... What has Chris written here? What is this nonsense word <laughs> that Chris has written here that he's never from- read? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like yeah. to go from a future patron to a present patron, the links are in the show notes. And he's never said that. <sighs> Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. <laughs> It's so refreshing to just make fun of Chris without having to hear him try to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy easy to pick on. Uh, someone in the chat mentioned that it might be painful to eat a meeple. And I was thinking, what do you think is the most painful game piece to eat? Ooh, there's some really, like, um, the ships from Windward come to mind. They're like, like three inches tall and very pointy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they look like, but <laughs> it sounds like it would be painful. I'll, I'll put up a picture in the Discord later. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the Everyone game go to the Discord and add a picture of the most painful game piece in your collection to eat. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> this will be great. <laughs> <laughs>